It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 403 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always and forever on occasion, and especially today, by Penn State Willie, State College Sailor. We are Willie. From Easton, Pennsylvania, to my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., the lead pointer brother. And straight away, <laughs> we've got the voice, try to understand it, Kyle Brackey. What's up, fellas? What's up, buddy? Good to see you. How you doing? Good to be back. Good to have you back. Brackey deserted us once again for football. And soon, in, well, less than two months, he's going to desert us for, or maybe around two months, he's going to desert us for his child. Yeah, I don't think it'll be too long, though. <laughs> well, how long are you going to take off? you got to take a little time. Well, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't. How much do I get? Do you know? <laughs> well, don't ask me. Probably unlimited. <laughs> you could probably get a, you get a month, though. Well, the good news about our jobs is we can do them from pretty much anywhere with Internet access. Yes, and you will have Internet? I will. Can All confirm. Right. That's great. So no time off for, for Bracky. Okay. Now it is, what even is today? Like the 4th? It is September 4th, and we have our world team, ladies and gentlemen. All of them. We had Greco. We had women's. We are just waiting for this for a little bit. And Zane Rutherford gets it done in Wilkes-Barre. And we knew it could be one match, and it was one match. There were no takedowns in this match. Yet it was still an incredibly exciting match for a 2-1 match where the one point was like a fake point. It was just a, a failed review. Only really two points went on the board. A lot of exchanges, a lot of excitement. Uh, Willie, you were in there for the match, as was I. We were sitting next to each other, in fact. Describe the energy. Describe uh, what what you thought about the event in general. I thought it was crazy. Uh, the fact that... Okay, so they sold out, right? Which we, we all knew, 2,000 people, um, which... It's probably um, as m- m- it's more tickets than Final X Lehigh. So, I mean, 
it kind of confuses me as uh you know we we put on who's number one we you know final x and we we have our own events and sometimes things draw well and sometimes things don't i mean it confuses me in the sense that this could everybody knew it could be one match and it was one match and it i mean pound for pound it was a better draw than final x state college which makes no sense to me but anyway the the energy itself was a uh awesome i you know i I think some people I might be a little bit crazy, wrestling crazy, because I pulled in at about 11, 11.30, and the Benton people where Zane Rutherford is from, they had an RV, and they had grills out, and they were playing cornhole, and they were tailgating, and there was even people waiting. Then I walk in to the building, and there's even people waiting outside the door um, at 11.30, 12 o'clock. And, you know, uh, why did the people show up? I don't understand. The people showed up so early. I guess, Christian, you said because general admission. Yeah. Um, to get their spot. But there wasn't a bad seat in the house. I mean, you could see everything. But, man, it, it was, you know, you had your pockets here of Zane fans and your pocket here of Yanni fans. And I, I thought it was awesome, man. And I thought... You know, for it to be one match, everybody was jazzed up. Everybody like appreciated the product, appreciated the the match itself, right? Yeah, I don't no think one anybody left, left like disappointed, like feeling like right. ch- cheap, you know, or cheated out of like yeah. what they paid for. They got what they wanted. They wanted mm-hmm. to see the match. I think I think it's a lot of factors. I think it's one, it's um, geography, and that is near where these guys are from, especially particularly Zane, and it was a very I didn't know if it would be split or how, what the breakdown would be, but um, it was a very pro Zane crowd. Uh, I would say probably like 70, 30, just based on volume when uh, when when Zane came out, it was really loud. Uh, and I think just this was a story that people could, um, they were excited to see how it ended, right? This was a, a long build from early April, this thing, or mid-April, this thing really started, right? When Yanni announced himself. And then there's just such a story. It's like, man, I can be there to see how this saga ends. And it's one that I think the wrestling community followed very closely with great interest because yeah. it's like you've got a, a, a legend in Zane and you have this young up-and-comer and they're both very exciting. And what's going to happen? I, I just think the idea of I'm within a couple hours of this and I could see it, I'm going to be there when it happens, right? I can't hear Willie anymore, but I trust he's still there among us. He's speechless. Yes. So getting to the to the match itself, still can't hear him, Caleb. Um, it, it comes out, and I, I've watched it a couple times since watching it live. And when I watched it the first time, I thought I thought they scored it completely right. I thought no no points in the initial exchange. I'm curious what you thought about the first exchange, Nomad. Uh, and we, you could play it, Caleb, if you wanted the uh, controversial exchange one. Yeah, so the I did a breakdown of the match, and, and to me, the second minute of the match was so uh, was was everything. Right, it ended up being this, which was Yanni's only point, and then it got uh, eventually became Zayn's only point. Of, you know, about twenty seconds later, uh, 
I thought if anyone, if it was going to be anyone's points, it was Yanni's. But kind of after watching back the replay, like when I first saw it, I said that's that's Yanni's points on chest trap. Then as it played back and we saw the replay, I thought they made the right call. I thought it was um, maybe a questionable brick by uh, the Penn State corner, but kind of thinking back about how the match actually went and how it was low scoring, it might it might not have been. And then you brought up the point about uh, them not having to put Zane on the clock because then somebody had a point on the board. Yeah, so the backdrop was, and I forget who mentioned this to me. This was not my original Brock. thought. Brock Height. Um, he had already, Zane had been warned for passivity already. He was going to be the one that, that went on the clock. So I think they figured, hey, it's going to be a point anyways. If They probably are thinking that deeply if, it, if it's Penn State. As I said, let's throw it and let's see because it's going to be a point anyway. So, um, And I, I think they got this right. It's pretty clear that Yanni, to me, at least, and I'm trying to get the other footage from our guy Chris Walker, who's there sitting, um, shooting it to see Yanni's back because that's the key thing to, if he exposed. But it seems clear to me he's leaning forward the entire time. He chest straps and squeezes hard and gets his legs back. I think both those guys did not expose in this exchange. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a um, a, a good no call, pretty yeah. clear. And, and, you know, upon review, the officials felt the same. And that ended up being Zane's only attack that he initiated, mm -hmm. which was, which we're kind of going to get into throughout the match. Everything else that Zane did was a counter, a reattack, something in, in that milieu. So yeah. that ended up being, and it was, I mean, it was a he had one opportunity, took it, he, he tried to make the most of it, right? Got Yanni on his butt, um, but yeah, ultimately, I do think they called it correctly, and then again, that ended up being Yanni's only point of the match, which is wild to think about. Yeah. Willie saying I thought they, uh, I thought they got that exchange right. Okay. I mean, uh, score wise. Okay. Well, all right. You wrote something different in here. I think he means the other one. Okay. You said Willie. I'm sorry. We're reading off the doc here. It says the first challenge. It's two Zane guys. So I don't know. Maybe he didn't mean that. No, I didn't mean that. I meant that the, uh, I meant the one that got two Zane. Okay, that wasn't challenged. So it wasn't the challenge, yeah. So, they get this one right, we feel. It's really close, and it just, it just, this rivalry is all about this thing. This, like, who's, whose mans is it? Who's scoring? Who's exposing who? Who's the initiator? Who's the this? And, and I don't know well, um, how, how you can say on the controversial exchange, too, how that would not be another two and two example. And and these guys are the kings of, is it to this guy, to that guy, or the two two and two for both? To me... Well, we said, we said uh, after watching it, well, well we, we said Z Yanni's always going to get in these situations. And we said if Yanni and Zane wrestle again, we'll see this again. And guess what? We saw it again. And it was the only scored exchange of the match. And it was it was opposite of how we've typically seen it. Because normally it's it was Zayn in on the shot, you know, or in the ultimate, the most controversial one, the one that led to this being this match actually happening. It was Zane's shot, Yanni's counter. This time it was Yanni's shot, goes inside reach single, head buried in there. To me, uh, I don't I don't know how Yanni comes away it, in real time. I really did think it's just straight two for Zayn. And then watching Yanni kept his hips pointed towards Matt. He's on the shot. It's his shot. He circles his feet to the right. 
He exposes Zane. Zane exposes him. To me, that's that's a two and two, and I'm not sure how Yanni comes away with zero points there. I mean, to me, it was a clear crotch lift for Zane. I mean, clear. Now you could make the case, you could make the case that Yanni put him there for a second. Like, like you can make the case that in the course of the crotch lift, Zane's back exposed and Yanni caused that to happen. But I don't think so. I mean, that's a clear crotch lift. I mean, I I don't I don't really understand. I mean, that's Zane's move. It's pretty. I mean, for me, it's pretty simple. Yanni was in on the shot. Is what is that? That has nothing to do with anything. Willie, I'm not talking about that. Why don't you let me finish? Just shut up. So he's in on the shot and he's working into Zane. He hooks Zane's leg and then sits Zane to his back. And that's two. And then Zane rolls him through for two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, when 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 I look at it, there's there's a few key points for me. No. The No. I personally do not in any way dispute that Zane scored two. Caleb, you can pull up controversial exchange too if you want to play yeah. it. Uh, I don't think there's any question to me. Zane definitely should get to. He caused Yanni to expose from the crotch lock. However, when you see this point where Yanni has the heel hooked, Zane is completely flat on his back. And then look at how the way he comes up here. Okay. Number one, when you do a crotch lock, you don't um, often go to your back. Like if you're if you're doing it correctly, like if you're practicing in the room, you don't go straight to your back and then kind of come up in a in a panicked position where you have a face full of Yanni donk. Okay. So if you're talking about redirecting move and you talk about whose move it is, that's not how Zane would want to do a crotch lock in a perfect world. So that's part of it. And then again, he kind of comes up in a situation where he, he knows he has to continue moving around. And also just aesthetically, I don't know how you can I, – I, I don't like a rule set. Like if this happened um, to Zane at Worlds, I don't like a rule set in which someone exposes slightly like that and that's two for the other guy while the other guy is completely flat on his back. Yeah. Like that would kind of frustrate me if that happened to us um, like against Russia or Azerbaijan or something. I don't know what you're looking at. You don't? No. See, Willie, you're trying to say – that Zane did not expose his back at all before rolling Yanni through. Before yo- rolling Yanni through, what does it matter if it's before or after? You, you're allowed to expose your back when you you're allowed to expose your back when you have a scoring move. Yeah, I know. Correct. But Yanni put Zane on his back, and then Zane rolled him through. <laughs> Willie, do you think if, if, if Zane was practicing a crotch lock in the room, right, and, and trying to do it the way that, that he is being taught, do you think he would have ended up in that position and then not still been in control when he came up through? That's what I'm saying by Yanni uh, changed the direction or controlled the, the position enough to warrant him getting a two. Oh, we lost him again. Up in the room. Say it again, Willie. I don't know about practicing stuff in the room. In the, you know, in wrestling, crazy stuff happens. I don't know. I don't. Not every move is hit perfectly, um, but you're allowed to expose when you um, have a scoring move. I don't. I don't know. I understand that. I'm saying Yanni put him on his back before Zane rolled him through. Right. 
We all uniformly agreed uh, across the board that the Final X Match 2 exchange should have been 2-2. Two and two. That was how all of us felt. How, mm -hmm. Willie, would you say this is different? That was Zane's shot. Yanni's clearly on the chest strap, rolls him through. Yanni clearly exposes. You thought that was 2-2. Two and two. Just explain to me the difference. Explain to you the difference. I mean, I, I, it's it's to me it's Zane's move. It's a to me it's it's a crotch it's a crotch lock. It's a crotch lift. I mean, okay. did you ever see a crotch okay, lift? Okay, then I before? I could easily say that for Yanni it's a chest wrap. Okay, go on. I don't know how you no. can say it's Zane's move when Yanni is in on the leg and initiated all the action. And what does that matter if Yanni's in on the leg? Every every crotch lock situation on planet Earth has started with. The guy in on a sh on a shot, the guy okay. that took the shot is getting, the one getting scored on. And you say the That's same a for, for uh, the the chest wrap with Yanni. The, so so far, I'm trying to create a see a difference in the scenario. So the only difference are the words crotch loft and chest crotch lift and chest wrap. Those are only it's the only difference right now in the two exchanges, Willie. So okay, it's a crotch. I, I don't lift. even know it's what a, two. Two exchanges you're talking about, Willie. We're talking Final about. We're talking about. We're talking about this situation right here. All I know is this situation right here. It's a crotch lock. Okay. And you're allowed to expose your back. Yep. Okay. So I'm saying, fine. Get, take it back with me. Final X. I'm saying Rutgers. the final X one was completely different. I don't know why you're. you're yeah, saying, I'm, I'm trying to understand how it's different. One guy's in on a shot. They both expose from – there's a counter from the defensive guy that exposes the guy. We all thought that was two and two. You thought that was two and two. I'm just I'm, – I'm trying to understand what the difference is as you see it, other than the words crotch, crotch lock. I thought that Yanni – in the first one, Yanni had more of an action. Yanni I thought had. Yanni – Yanni initiated more. Not initiated more. Yanni did more to expose Zane. Willie, relative to how a crotch lock normally so, so, goes. But that's not the difference. The difference is because in both scenarios, you think the defensive person should score. I'm, I'm trying to understand why you think Zane scored two no, against I, listen, Yanni. Why should I, I Zane? Why you... No, hold on. Why should Zane score two against Yanni at Final X, but Yanni should not score two against Zane at the this one in Wilkes-Barre? That's well, what I'll I'm tell you this. I don't know why... I don't know why you keep saying that I said it should be two and two. I would have been fine if that was just Zane's two. We, we will, I will. I can have the court reporter playback. We'll pull up the go, FRL go from Virginia Tech. You said it was two go, and two. Go ahead. You did, Willie. Yeah, I thought it was two and two, but I also would have been fine if it was just two. Okay, so why would you Why would you be fine with it? But you're clearly not fine with it here. It's, Christian, it's a different move. It's a different action. They're not the same freaking scenario. Shh. I think as much as you as much as you want to try to paint it as the same scenario, it's not the same scenario. Listen, this is the same freaking crotch lock as there ever will be and ever was. I don't know what You're the maneuver matters. The the what idea is maneuver matters. Leg attack. It's a crotch lock. Why are you guys trying to make this more freaking complicated than it is? All right, Willie. Can... Willie, we're not. We're just trying we to break down are. what happened in that situation. And to us, it is pretty clear that Yanni drove into Zane, causing him to expose his back, and then Zane rolled through for two. Okay, that's more like that's more like Final X. The case, the case in Final X, you could say Yanni was working that way, working that way, drive trying to drive Zane over and causing.
Well, we lost him again. Don't play it anymore, Caleb. Because we keep losing Willie's audio. Can you say it again, Willie? He's still that, if there is... That is the difference between Final X and, and this. What? Yanni was much more... Yanni was much more active in... That was much more nebulous in who's initiating the action. Yanni was working, Zane was working. In this one, Kyle, I know you say that Zane or Yanni was trying to, it, it was Yanni initiating or Yanni pushing over, circling and making Zane expose. But I, I'm saying, I disagree with that 100%. So you do not think – so the point that I'm trying to make, Will, is that the way you normally see a crotch lift, you don't think that Yanni hooking the hooking the heel and hipping into Zane changed the, the direction of the way that Zane wanted to go or the way Zane wanted to end up No, no as compared no. to how this you would normally see a crotch lift? This is the way I see it. I see it as a – a standard crotch lift. It is 100%. Now, this is the way I say it. You say it, say I'm wrong. 100% Zane crotch lift. Clear. Clear too. The only question would be, did Yanni hold him there? I don't see, I don't see. Zane did not expose. Zane did not expose because Yanni put him there. You could maybe make the case that Yanni held him there. But Zayn did not expose because Yanni put him there. That is just preposterous. I completely Willie, disagree. It is not, uh, Willie, when you say things like that, you lose credibility. It is not preposterous. I'm losing that, credibility? Yes, you yeah, lose I mean, credibility you're, you're when you to... say that it's preposterous that Yanni would have put him. He drops his hand. He's in on a single leg. He drops his left hand down to the heel and elevates, circles right. You, it is not preposterous that Yanni may have put him on his back. It is not preposterous. That's hyperbole. Oh my God. Zane initiated the crotch lift. I, and if you don't see that, I don't know what you're fishing but for. But Willie, it's Talk very easy for someone who's in a crackdown position like that to expose the guy because someone's in on their leg and they're on their butt. And all they have to do is drive into him and they expose their back. I, I, I don't know what you guys are looking at. I don't, I'll talk about credibility. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know how you can say, say I, to be so definitive, Willie, it is is stunning to me. You don't see that? I, I what crotch lift have you ever seen that didn't look like that? The, I'll show thousands, you plenty. Thousands. thousands. Most in which crotch the guy lifts, rolls on their side. Their most sh crotch lifts. The rest of the I mean, does you can't crotch tell when somebody initiates a crotch lift. That's what I'm saying. You can't tell when somebody initiates a crotch lift. It's usually very clear because they pick the other wrestler's hips up off the mat. We're not disputing that there was a crotch lift yeah, and that no Zane initiated it. Yeah. However, that is not I, – I cannot wrap my head around that being I a, 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 the way that Zane or anyone would want to Why do, do the crotch lift. Why do you keep going back to that? Why do you keep going back to that? Why do you keep going back because to that's the, the Because that's how it would be Yanni's no, points, Willie. The, the, officials, the officials and nobody in the, on planet Earth says, well – was that move executed the way it should be in a practice room? Why do you keep saying that? Because Will when because Will, that's exact what my point is that's exactly no. how it would turn into Yanni's points. The whole changing of direction, all all of the things we ever talk about when when a move becomes uh someone else's move, did they change direction? 
right? Here's, did they stop the motion? That's what no. Yanni I mean, did. This is Zane what I'm would saying, not guys. have wanted to do it that way because Yanni changed the motion because he hooked the heel and hipped into him. Clear crotch lift, clear crotch lift from from Zane. If you maybe want to make the case that Yanni held him there for a second, maybe. But as far as Yanni initiating the move, I don't see it. If you guys want to keep rambling on about it, I, I think you're making mountains out of molehills. Discuss amongst yourselves, because I don't know what else to say. Making mountains out of molehills, it was the exchange that decided the match. Yeah. yeah. And the bigger point, and here's maybe the, more, the thing that should be discussed the most, no brick. Yeah. No brick. I mean, so for all we want to say, listen, this is – now, Willie thinks this is just the easiest, most clear-cut two points for Zane Rutherford that have ever existed. However, I think, it's, I think it's a tough – no, you say it's preposterous. You said it's preposterous to think that Yanni should get points here. Therefore, you think no, it I is didn't. a very – No, I did not. Once Willie. again – Oh you no, just said it was preposterous. I did not on, say it was preposterous. I said it's preposterous to think that it was Yanni's first action. Okay. Well, that it was Yanni's first I literally point. said you could make a case that Yanni maybe held him there. But I think it is preposterous to think that that was all Yanni. No one has ever, nobody here has said that is all Yanni. We're saying it's Kyle's, two and two. Kyle's saying that Yanni put him there. I said he did put him to his back and then Zane rolled him through. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's, that's how I okay, see it as that's, well. That's preposterous. There we go. We're back. We're back. It's, I know. We know you up think the word preposterous? preposterous. Are you getting yeah. hung up on the word preposterous, or are you hung up on the, what I'm actually saying? Uh, well, you are saying preposterous. So All we'll right. move on from there. All right. But so we, we should the, talk about the brick. Yeah. The broader point is, to me, this is a difficult call. As I said, it wasn't. Willie Willie knew all along this was two for Zane. But so you give the refs a little. You know, it's hard. They came up with two red, for for Cornell not to challenge. I don't understand. I don't understand. They must they must have saw it as exactly as Willie had clear two for Zane because I don't know how you. I don't know. I mean, one it was early. So there's a minute eight left in the first period, and they say, okay, do you want to use it here? But ultimately, yeah, you get 70 percent of the match left. So I get that part right. Like like we're all we're all Monday morning quarterback in here, right? But he needs a takedown either way in terms of this is the big yeah. right so if you look at like when it's smart to challenge right you look at like the two-point conversion chart yanni needs a takedown either way whether whether it's 2-1 or whether it ends up being 3-1 so either you end up in the same situation where you need the same score type of score mm-hmm. or you take the lead yes that's why again in hindsight it's a smart challenge because if if he throws a brick and they say, nope, two reds the right call, it's 3-1. Mm-hmm. Still needs a takedown. So it's no different. The risk is is definitely minimized there. And it's a risk that the Cornell staff didn't take. So that's that's that. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, and, again, there's a whole lot of match left. So, so much it's, match. It's, it's understandable that they didn't. I mean, right then and there, that exchange happens. They just had a, a wild exchange literally 20 seconds before in terms of match time where both of them almost scored. If you're Cornell, if you're uh, Penn State, you're, there's no way you think that those are the last points that are going to go on the board. Right. Well, and th- that's the other thing, too. I wonder if they were worried because they're like, well, Penn State doesn't have their brick. Should we keep this holstered for the second period? Yeah. And then ultimately there was no real – there was nothing worth challenging. Um 
later in that match. Uh, there were some interesting exchanges uh, initiated by. Well, really, it's tough to say. Yanni would shoot. Zane's reattacks were were Crazy. connecting. He was getting in deep multiple times. Uh, so there was there were a couple wild flurries. Um, the I forget what did I name. Uh, wild exchange in early second. If you want to pull that one up, Caleb, we'll see if we can keep. Uh, we'll roll the dice one more time. See if we can keep keep Willie's audio here. Um, but this was crazy. So Yanni looks like he's going to give up an easy takedown here. Almost gets pancaked. Zane ends up on a single leg and hopping over. Oh, this is the late one. This is the one at the very end of the match, Caleb. I was looking for that one, but we can watch this one here. So this one, Yanni's hopping over in the late in the closing seconds there, and um, he winds up kind of kicking Zane in the head and shoulder. And they tried to they offered give him one point, but they they did not do that. But yeah, this was one of the this was like the final exchange and the stoppage here. I don't think Yanni's coming out here, and, and this was one thing Willie and I were discussing. Zane's ability to understand I'm not scoring this takedown, so I just need to get to a stalemate position and hang on. That was something that he really improved on from April to now because there were, there were multiple exchanges. And, yeah, play this one here, Caleb, because I think this one is the, the one that really typifies the adjustments that um, Zane has made. And for Yanni not get scored on here is actually preposterous. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> Um, bad radio if you're listening in your car or something, but uh, if you're watching the video. So Yanni sits a quarter. This is his position all the way. He scored literally from here against Zane. And um, Zane able to recover and get it, get that leg straight and just kind of bury his head, hang on for that stalemate when it looked like he was going to be able to score. Now the whistle, for some reason, offers two here, um, but was white paddled by the judge and chair, thankfully. And yeah, so that was that was a key exchange there. Thanks, Caleb. That I thought, man, that 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 is an opportunity where Yanni normally would score, and Zane made the the necessary adjustments to not get scored on there. It, it was really it was really impressive. I mean, I thought that I, I thought both guys were super high level, and and in those situations. Um, <laughs> You know, Zane. Zane would have scored a bunch of take, a couple takedowns against lesser opponents. Yanni would have scored some exposure points against lesser opponents. But I think the key situation when Zane's in on a on a leg and they're, he's finishing on the mat, um, which is like almost every exchange, it's the crucial situation, right? If Zane never wrestles Yanni again, um, I think it starts and stops with. Zane in on a shot and Yanni in a chest wrap or Yanni trying to counter because just to start the match there and see who wins because that's what we saw the entire time. And I think that, you know, in his post-match interview, Zane one said that, you know, when he felt certain things, he, he wouldn't press it right or he he changed his when he was in that position he changed started or stopped or whatever uh, on things he felt um and i i think that there's a i don't know if there's a can't say advantage but there is an advantage to zane getting so many reps feeling yanni because mm -hmm. he's yanni is a guy that if you have never felt him before that's advantage yanni 
And Zane's getting a lot of reps there, feeling what Yanni's doing when Zane's in that kind of crackdown situation. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, the the thing for me, because I, I told I told Spay, because I did crazy deep dive on Monday morning, right? I, I watched Mike's whole hour long thing. I read all the tech notes, right? Went back and listened to our FRL and watched the matches again. And that was a position where Zane was having success getting to Yanni's legs, that drag. Drag on Yanni's left arm to attack Yanni's left leg. Um, so that's that's for me kind of, you know, getting away from kind of the controversial positions to like the match as a whole. The the takeaways for me are I need to completely rethink the way I look at Zane. Because a lot of times when I think of Zane, right, I think wrestle him in a box, control ties, hard hard collars, right? But he kept space the whole time. And then also I completely underrate uh, Zane's body awareness, and Zane's probably a much better uh, reattacker than I thought. Now, uh, to Willie's point, he wrestled Yanni five times this summer, and they were game planning for just this one specific match. And so, um, you know, how much of that is Zane making changes to himself? Because I, I do think this process made Zane better, and I do feel a lot better about Zane the World Championships now having to come through all this, even though the that's a whole periodization and peaking might yeah. be screwed up, but. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of things that I that I saw from Zane that I, I don't know. I just need to rethink the way I think about him. And I was, well, I I, I don't understand. On One thing, I saved it for FRL. I didn't really get into detail on Twitter, but I don't see. I I thought a key point in the match was not a key point, but a, a key. Over overtone uh, theme, th yeah. Was that what you? No, Matt. You say that Yanni won the attack battle. He outshot him three to one, which I don't. I, I feel like we're watching different matches when you say that. And, and two, the, the to me the theme was that Yanni. Yanni had a lot of this going on, a lot of level changes, a lot of tapping the knees. He didn't have a lot of this. He didn't have a lot of penetration. Well, I thought that was key. Well, uh, yeah, I do feel like we're watching different matches because I tallied yeah. it up, and offensive attempts, Yanni was clearly more offensive. Now, if you want to talk about well, if you want to talk I, well, about effectiveness well, and, well, and efficiency, your your definition of attempts then is poor. No, my definition of attempt is an attempt. Yanni shot a bunch. His penetration was not good. Fine shot. Well, I would say Yanni Yanni got to a lock. Maybe I honestly would say Yanni probably got to a lock three times, and I think Zane got to a lock three times. Zane's two of Zane's locks were pure reattacks, right? But they were. It doesn't. He got to a lock. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's, it's all on it's all on your how, what you consider an attempt. Yeah, a level change in penetration step is an attempt. Then yeah, Yanni did do Yanni, more Yanni, of that. Yanni Wait, had two real like uh, I don't know what your definition of attack nomad or 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 shot is, but Yanni had two. Okay, Yanni had the one that resulted in being crotch lifted. And he had one at the end of the first period that was from three miles away, and he got to a lock, and he wasn't even close to finishing. So, I mean, those yeah. those were the two 
shots that Yanni saw. Now, I don't know where you're getting three or any more of that. Um, he had like 18 times where he uh, did listen, something to call. Like he le- tried to penetrate and Zane changes. had to react. That's No, no, I'm level not talking changes. about level changes. Well, I'm talking about he took a shot, but he was so far away. Zane kept space. Okay. Zane circled so, left, kept space, and he would he would go elbow control defense. He would literally guide Yanni's elbow, his his lead arm, that inside reach arm, to away from Zane. Then he would he would circle left, lift his leg up, and square back up. There was like seventeen to nineteen times where Yanni did something, shot forward, did some sort of of offensive attack where Zane had to react. The penetration, I'm not I'm not disputing that. But the level of penetration, I think we can agree with. Yanni was overall more offensive. Yeah. He came out. He was looking to score more often than Zane. Mm-hmm. That that yeah, I think I, I we can. Know. Well, I don't know what you. I don't know what you would measure offense. If you're level changing, if you can say poor attempts or not or shallow attempts, they were attempts to create action. Whereas Zane was yeah, on. I wouldn't Zane say Zane fired off a really nice double, and he was on a reattack mission beyond that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that Yanni was conservative. I wouldn't say he was. I, I wouldn't say he was passive. Um, you could say, you could say he was more active than Zane. I'm just saying that I, I Zane was more effective um, on his attacks. I mean, I, well, you know, I actually don't know that that's even true. I mean, he didn't score off an attack. I do. I mean. I don't know how you can say that. When no he one didn't score a takedown. off an attack. No one scored a takedown. <laughs> Obviously more effective. Okay. He never scored. Zane was in. Zane was in deep twice. That other that against every human other than Yanni Dakmahalis would have been converted into a takedown. I mean, Yanni was score. Yanni was only, huh? He didn't score though. All right, then let's let's define that. Let's let's that, let that be the definition. Well, you, you just said so, effective. Or the even. Okay. Well, in this instance, I do lean towards Willie. Where Yanni I, won I, then, I Kyle. thought I thought well, let's, Zane. Let's let's tell let's tell Rich Bender and, and look and be like, tell, well, he would have finished. Let's on say that Yanni won because Kyle people. wants Yanni to win so bad. So Yanni won. <laughs> no, but okay. Here's where I do agree with. You. I do think Zane, off his double and off his reattacks, was. Closer to scoring. However, yeah, if the bars of the, the bar of effectiveness is actually scoring, then yeah, they were both. Neither of them could score on each other. So yeah. that yeah, that that part I'm not speaking. I do think that Yanni. I thought Yanni attacked way more. I thought Zane did a much better job defensively. And I thought when Zane, you know, the one time he shot and then the couple times he took a reattack, he got in really deep, but he didn't score. Was... Also, Yanni was in. Just, Yanni, I just scrubbed through the had... match again. Yanni wasn't just taking half shots. He was committing and was yes. touching legs, and Zane was just very good defensively in this match. Yes. That's that's very sound my point. and I th- I think it I think if yeah. you know Yanni goes back and watches this, I think he's gotta be able to attack both sides. I think he's so and he can, he has, right? But everything was that single that way, that single that way, and Zane was so ready for it. As ready as, as you can be, um, for Yanni Diakamahalas. I also wonder if he went away because in the first minute he tried elbow control twice and both were shut down, and that this is this is kind of where like it, it loses me on if it should have been if he like Yanni got discouraged and it should have been something he tried more or if he just didn't was like no that's definitely not happening because right too the the rest of the match was all 
inside reach where he would reach with his right arm towards Zane's uh, right leg, and Zane circled left, kept distance, and pushed him away. But but Yanni attempted a whole bunch of shots. Yeah, his pen his penetration. Like if you freeze frame every single attempt, Yanni's still a foot away every time, right? Like the the level of penetration makes it is gonna make it very difficult to score. Yeah, I mean. The, the 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 term attack and shot attempt or the, the, i mean they're a little they're a little you know subjective but activity level yeah Gianni was crazy active i just yeah. he didn't get in there was there was he didn't get in a lot no no he did not so with that we've we've got zane zane's on the team i thought he he gave a, a pretty candid interview afterwards uh, where he said he was angry about the process, angry that he had to kind of go through all this. It, it impacted his engagement or getting engaged or something after getting engaged. I don't, that wasn't super clear, but something along those lines, his life. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. I encourage you guys to to listen to that. And, uh, yeah, so we have our team now. I guess we can talk about that a little bit, although we have a little, we have, uh, a little bit of time before you guys leave us, and then it's just me and Bracky holding it down here in studio uh so i don't know where we want to go from here do we want to talk a little more about the team i don't know what we talked about that a decent amount i want to talk about i want to talk about the process and zane oh also i think it's very interesting that we said we said that the yasser dogu match didn't look like any other match i said that i said that if the Dogu match never happened. I would be more inclined to pick Zane. And then I thought it was interesting that Zane basically said he was out of sorts in the Dogu match. Now I'm not saying Zane would have won if they if he was. I'm not discounting that loss, but I'm saying that's why it probably looked different because Zane was Zane was mad. Zane was mad at the process. Zane knew it was going to arbitration. Zane, you know probably didn't even want to wrestle Yanni at Dogu. So yeah, the, the, um, that might've... you kind of alluded to that, that, that USA or Penn state or whatever did not want Yanni wrestling at Yasser Dogu. That, that was sort of intimated to me, right? So it was, it was sort of intimated to me that they, and when I say they, I mean, USA wrestling slash Penn state didn't really, weren't really jazzed about, Yanni going to Dogu. And so you can sort of extrapolate that that Penn State and and Zane wasn't all jazzed up about wrestling that match. So I'm not discounting the loss that he had to Yanni. But what I'm saying is he wasn't real enthused about wrestling that. And so that match looked different. And that might be, that's probably a big part of the reason why. So I think that, you know, when you see the opening, you see Final X, and you see yada, 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 um, you see it look a certain way, and then you see this one outlier, and then you connect the dots. Why did it look like that? That's probably a good reason why. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk about is I thought that I thought that Zane looked about as good as he ever did, and I was talking to Coleman Scott last night, and like... Wow, Willie name drop. But 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 listen That's to the my similarities. That is one recurring segment, the Willie name drop, and I love it. 
I'm here for it. I, it's, it's not. I'm not dropping names just to drop names. I'm dropping names because it's um, very, very conducive to the conversation. Uh, re- recall that Coleman Scott had a ridiculous process in 2012. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought it. I thought it. I thought it sucked. I thought the process sucked in 2012 for Coleman Scott. You had this thing going on with Reese Humphrey and, uh, and Sean Bunch. You had somebody going overseas. You had, um, when is the date going to be? Okay, the date is going to be at Beat the Streets. It's going to be on a – by the way, the mat was slanted. The mat was also sun-baked. It was hot, like hot to the touch. The whole thing was a, a mess. And – yeah, to back and, up, just so people know what happened there, Coleman Scott won the Olympic trials, but because we hadn't qualified the weight, they sent Humphrey and Bunch both to qualifiers. One of the, did one of them did not qualify the weight, right? Well, Sean was right. the one who ultimately ended up qualifying the weight. Sean called it. So, yes. but because we sent Reese and he wasn't like able to compete at the trials, they're like, well, it's okay. So those guys got to. And they, they earned the opportunity to qualify the way, but they sort of got to bypass Zadik and Steber and all the other people that would have been in the, I don't even know if Logan was in that, doesn't matter, in that 60 kilogram field and just go right to the end of the line and try to take on Coleman. So Bunch wrestled Humphrey and then the winner got Coleman. So it was a weird thing. It wasn't, it was like, not like they sat out because they won a medal, it's because we hadn't qualified the weight. We wanted to make sure we qualified the weight so it was it was crazy. Hopefully we never end up in, in that kind of situation again. And, and honestly, they, we, sh- and they, we shouldn't have our trials so near the qualifiers when we don't have the weights qualified. Well, that one that one was at beat the streets. Yeah. Right. So, um, I don't. I I thought it was sort of it was exciting for the sport that the Olympic spot was going to be decided there. I didn't think it was really fair to Coleman or the athletes, but the larger context in this is um, Coleman, Coleman felt, and I didn't know this. I, I didn't know this at the time, but talking to Coleman last night, Coleman was pissed off at the process. He hated the process. He got mad at everyone, everyone. And he said he had this anger and this, drive that like screw it i'm gonna win the whole damn thing i'm gonna win the whole damn thing cut him up and i'm mad at everybody and that's a little bit and and, and it made coleman the best version of himself okay and that is so very similar i think to this zane situation because i think zane is nearing the best version of himself you got to talk about having this yanni match so late in the in the season a couple weeks before worlds you have to wonder if it's actually helpful for him to that he stayed up so long i think i've been thinking about this a lot like all right zane's the guy what's it gonna look like how's he gonna do and i'm i i think the injury the fact that he probably had to take a, a week or so off and like probably not do as much, I think that's probably good because of how much he's had to be up. I mean, who? I, what do I know? But I think that's actually going to be okay for him. I think 
you know, he's not far removed from his college career where you get up every couple weeks or whatever. Uh, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be fine. I, I think Zane will do as well as he would have done, right? If he if he goes 1-1 one one or 0-1 oh or 2-1, I, I don't think it's because of the process limited him or hindered him. And if he meddles, I think – I don't think that's going to be because the process was extended. I do think I, – I agree, Willie, that there – there was a an extra level of anger there. Like his his celebration after he won was that was some raw emotion there. That that mm-hmm. you you've seen Zane flex and 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 be excited, but that was a different level of emotion. Yep. And I think it was relief. I think he was jacked because man, the crowd was so fired up for him, and he's gone through this two month saga to figure out if he's going to be on the team. That I'm sure he believes he are a spot he already believes he earned. Right, because at least with Coleman, he did not have to beat Reese or Sean, and those were the best guys at that time. Like Zane, probably feels like I beat him at the thing I had to beat him at, and then this got turned into a completely different thing. So I think that is part of it, and I think whatever Zane's going to be at Worlds, he's going to be, and it won't have been impacted by the process. That's my opinion, and it will be totally improvable either way. Yes, (laughs) like (laughs) like there's no way to know. If he wins worlds, it's not because of the process. If he does bad, it's not because of the process. That's just what I think. Yeah. So, okay. We're still on this. <laughs> Feeling good about the team. Um, why, don't we, why don't we say 41 tears for fears and go to questions? It being 853. We got we to hustle this along. If we don't get out there, we're going to lose out on uh, tacos. Oh, shoot. Yeah, taco Wednesday. No, what? you know what? You know, I'm not worried about it. We're just gonna we're gonna do the show right. We're not gonna be rushed. Kyle, why is your boy your boy's I'm trying worried to worried about it? <laughs> your what? boy's trying to trade trademark Taco Tuesday. Who is? Oh, LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron. Is, yeah, LeBron I don't know is trying what's up to with that. file a, a trademark on Taco Tuesday. I don't know why he thinks it's his property. He also tried to trademark content being shot in barber shops too. So he kind of thinks a lot of things <laughs> yeah. are his. He's, he's just doing. trying to make a lot of money. Yeah, he's doing so far so good for LeBron. Uh, but it's Taco Wednesday here, so we're not gonna get sued by LeBron. Yeah, I was thinking right. about it. I, they were it was like up on ESPN. It's like LeBron James trying to trademark Taco Tuesday, and I, at first I was like, "What is he doing?" I don't know. And then I was thinking about it. I was like. LeBron is not in court trying to. Yeah. He, somebody in his somebody somebody in his in his camp is like, "Hey, we should get Taco Tuesday," and LeBron's probably like, "Yeah, go do that, lawyers, go do that." <laughs> yeah, I'll right, take so. it. LeBron, do you want Taco Tuesday? It could be yours. Go get it, boys. Hey, quick update. This is a big development. We met the Boo Man, Sparky, 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 Boo Man. Sparky Boo Man. He was a tall ghoul. He was a pretty big yeah. guy. I mean, you never know. What these people are going to look like, and he looked like a, a tall person. Now, everyone apparently, it's Sparky Sparky Boo Man is from a show. I, yeah. I don't know this show, so everyone's like, "Don't you know this is from Avatar? Avatar something?" I'm like, "No, I don't know that. I don't watch whatever that is." But that's what his name. We met him. It was cool meeting him at at uh, at Wilkes Bear. Uh, great question ask. Another probably the our most legendary uh, question asker of all, Sam Herring. That's a great one. Now that our world team is set, who needs to overperform for USA to bring home the title and crush the evil Russia's hopes and dreams? Great question. <laughs> love it. Tremendous wording. Yeah, I love how he worded it. Um, that's the Sam Herring difference. So for me, I'm thinking of 
I'm kind of I'm trying to call my shot a little bit here. Like, who is someone we're like not sure how they're gonna do? The, my mind immediately goes to Graf. I really I have a I just think his skill set is so so good. I don't think this weight is great, right? I th I think it's tough. It's gonna be hard to win because it's worlds, but it's not gonna be like 65. I, I think and I think his skill set can beat a lot of different guys and he has this kind of unknown thing which is weird because he's like 30 something but he's never been our guy he's never had the full focus of foreigners in terms of scouting and how would you scout for Tyler Graf because I know he's lost plenty of matches but there's a lot of ways he can score on you so mm -hmm. I think he's one where if we if we end up crushing evil Russia's hope and hopes and dreams I think he will be someone that steps up I think I and then there's people that we just expect to do well. Like you don't want to say Jaden or Jordan or Kyle or even Gwiz. I feel like Gwiz is going to medal, right? I feel like you just pencil him in. He's going to medal. So the the team point differences from him getting another bronze to him getting silver is like not really that much. So now we're talking about Zane. We're talking about James. Um, we obviously think Dake's gonna win and Dayton. I think Dayton's going to medal. I think Dayton can win. As a whole, the first four weights are going to be the most important just because of exactly what Christian was saying. The, ex I mean, expected performance of the last six, so I guess like if they don't do well, yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Um, but for me, it is James Green because I very firmly believe that uh, Russia's guy, uh, David Baev, is the favorite going in and a guy who has beaten James twice already. Mm hmm and so when you have a uh, expected performance, that is where I, you know, when I do my USA-Russia mega breakdown, I'm giving Russia 25 points at that weight. And so for James to, you know, get the job done, right, finally and get, and get that get that gold, right, he's been bronze and silver, or to if he's able to knock off Baev, right, they're both going to be in the Ram draw, so we don't know where they're going to be. But, yeah, for me, that that's the, that's the one because – well, I've seen James Green get silver, and I've seen him not place at all. Yeah, to me, I mean, I like the graph. I like the graph pick, but I, I, I just don't know where graph is to. I, that's a spot. That's a spot that we can um, have some unforeseen points. We had some unforeseen points um, with Joe Cologne last yeah. year, but uh james green i i would say no to that one because we've seen him medal here and there and, mm -hmm. and even met his medal three times i would say it's i would say it's zane i would say no, if we're gonna get if we're gonna have a shot it's gonna be 65 um because you know whereas james has placed three times 65 66 kilograms has not placed has not medaled in decades so um yeah i think that it's a clear area of improvement and maybe we can get it done this year yeah um if if we need james to win or we need zane to medal it's gonna be tough for us to win like i i don't i feel like if if james medals then he he did the thing for for usa right like i don't i don't think he has to win we can't have russia win that way and we and, and zane or james doesn't place i think that would be potentially devastating that could think, be a death you, but i think I, we need our back six if our back six are as high octane and, and clicking on all cylinders all we need we don't need 
insanity. We don't need something like James beating Babe or, or yeah. Zane going on a deep run in the deepest wave. <clears throat> and and that's what happened last year. I'm not putting it on on James, obviously, but just the way the dates fell, we were heading going into the final day. Russia won at 70. We, you know, again, James went 1-1. One one. So I'm not putting it on Zane or James, just the way it fell, that's kind of what ended up happening, right? Yeah. It had been earlier in the tournament, whatever. But, yes, we can't have that again. I, th- yeah. I feel like James is the most volatile. Like, James could win the whole damn thing or could go 0-1. Oh, um, yeah. His takedown to Lace is what I'm really looking forward to seeing. I think if he gets that going, it's going to be problems for the world. So I'm going to ask this question. This this was asked a lot to me in the leading up to the Yanni Zane match. Um and it's just, this is not necessarily the question I was getting, but it's along this vein. When will Penn State stop being so secret when it comes to training slash preparation coverage? We saw so much Yanni leading up to Monday. I'm sure we all wanted to see Zane's preparation as well. Um, so I'm going to tackle that question. So, yeah, obviously we would love to see what Zane's doing, how he's looking, what's his mindset. Even just talking with him leading up to it, we, we would love to do that. But um, – Penn State, for good reason, has decided they don't they don't want to do that, right? And so, yeah, was our coverage very Yanni heavy? Yeah, of course. It, 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 it always will be. If it's a thing and a Penn State person, the other thing is going to have more coverage and more focus just because the, the door's open there and it's not open there. So we would be stupid to not do that thing with that person, in this case, it's uh, it's Yanni. When will Penn State stop doing this? I don't know why they would. They're winning. They've won eight of nine. They just got a guy on the team. If I'm if I'm the Sandersons, I'm just like not touching anything. Just keeping this moving. And why would you let media come in and shoot your guy? If you think it's if there's a one half of one percent chance of it, sure, I I get it. Would we love to be there? Yeah, obviously. And does it make it seem like we're it's uh we're we're biased yeah. towards one side? Yeah, it may seem that way. Um, we would love to give equal coverage to the Penn State guys, but we we don't get to. So that's that's that, and that's our you know that's why we make those decisions. So yeah, we'd love to be there. Which feeds into this question. <laughs> um, yep. Where did all the wrestling Twitter Zane hate come from all of a sudden? The, I don't one, I don't think there is Twitter hate for Zane. Yeah. I think there is Twitter the love. Twitter love for Yanni. Yanni mm-hmm. is this um super charismatic. He's got this he's got an attitude that you that you would like to see your kids have in the sport and around the sport. And he's um, for a for a superstar, he has great humility. His style, I think, more than anything, is what really draws people. Like, where people were drawn to Ben, just he just looks different. There's just there's an artistry, and there's it's just something different. So I don't think there's there's wrestling Twitter hate for Zane. I really don't. I I do think there's probably some there's Penn State fatigue. If you're not a Penn State fan, I I'm sure you're probably like please let Yanni get on this team for a variety of reasons. It, it's, I don't know if it's, maybe it's Penn State fatigue. I just, 
it's it's the Yankees. It's the evil empire, right? I, I so yeah, I guess that is Penn State fatigue, where people are just like, all right, they win everything, and I think that's where a lot of fans are are, are at. I don't I don't think many people at all hate Zane. No, especially the people. I do think Yanni has a bigger presence, and I think part of that is to the last question, right, about um, CB's point about Penn State access. But the people who have been exposed to Zane, you know, like, and, and, and that central PA, those kids revere Zane. And the kids that, that you know, get to interact with them, like camps and, and RTC and all that stuff, like, the, he is untouchable for them. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, Penn State wins everything. Penn State gets all the calls, right? These are the perceptions around uh, – why there may be Penn State fatigue combined with Yanni's – a lot of people love Yanni. But I don't think it's any no. anti-Zane thing at all. During you know during the season, yeah, there's there's heels in the sport. I think Bo Nickel played a little bit of one in, in the – during parts of his career. Bo Nickel is a great heel. Yeah. But Zane, Zane's just a – I mean, and Bo's a good guy too. Zane's a good guy. I just think – People wanted to see Yanni win more than it wasn't about seeing Zane lose. And I think it doesn't help that Yanni is going overseas and winning senior-level tournaments. So for the USA alignment, it's easy to say this, well, I think regardless of what you say, it's like two and two-ish between Yanni and Zane, right? Mm -hmm. And Zane's the rightful rep, but Yanni has had more success overseas. Well, I, that's uh, something actually I wanted to point out when we were doing our whole thing was once uh, it got past World Team Trials, Zane didn't wrestle anyone else all summer. All he did was wrestle Yanni all summer. Yeah, Yanni went to Dogu. Well, <laughs> Zane was also at Dogu, but only wrestled Yanni. Um, but Yanni went to Dogu. He went to Poland. Um, and he, he wanted to go to Pan Am Games from Poland, but they're like, no, that is too much wrestling. Uh, so, yeah, I think that played into it some too where Yanni stayed – uh, in in the conscious right, and people saw him wrestling. And once Zane got hurt, it was just all arbitration and rumors, and we were just waiting to see what would happen. I think that played into it a little bit too. Willie, get 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 it going here. What you got? Well, I think that I think that Yanni is America's darling. You know, yeah. um, I, I always say I I don't know exactly what it was. But because Adam Kuhn and Zane had won Cadet Worlds, but when, when Yanni won Cadet Worlds, I, I, it's difficult to um, it's difficult to put into words. But when Yanni won Cadet Worlds, it was a special kind of thing. I just felt like America, like like the kids that were wrestling at that time. Um, and the fans really that was something special for some reason um well we were certainly paying more attention than than we were when zane and adam won. sure it was it was the yeah. hardcore of the hardcore watch following cadet worlds during yeah. zane and adam's time and then by the time and that, and that i think is part of it too is like people have really been watching yanni since he won super 32 as a freshman or whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Zane just in some way that, paved that way yeah, right. For sure. I just think that Zane or uh, Yanni grew up, you know, from the time he's fresh a sophomore in high school. Um, I just th- think he grew up kind of before American wrestling fans, and 
and and he's i mean who does america love more than yanni who who does american wrestling fans love more than yanni i mean do they lose love snyder man maybe maybe burrows yeah, um gb yeah even jb though i i i think there's no there's people who are like i don't like jordan i don't like Dake. i don't like dt right I feel like Jaden is probably one like approval. It's like approval ratings. <laughs> approval ratings. We're doing approval ratings. Um, I think we need I a Quinnipiac poll. Quinnipiac poll. Um, I, I think I think Yanni's up there. I think Jaden's up there. But um, I, I think there, there's other guys that are maybe a little more divisive. Not that they're intentionally divisive, but just like the nation's kind of split on them a little more so than mm-hmm. than Yanni's. Like, who, what's not to like about Yanni? I think that's. That is definitely part of it. Willie, did you have a question on here you were uh, interested in? Um, was that the question no. you thought I was going to? Because you seem to, like, confirm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. just want to make sure I did get to that one. Okay. Um, I can find another one. Next question. <laughs> I'm not going to ask him that one. <laughs> you can ask it if you want, Willie. What, Zach Gillis? Um, I don't see it. Ask it. Kill hasn't tweeted since October twenty first, twenty eighteen. Well, when will his next tweet be, and what will it be about? I'm I'm guessing it's like a, um some sort of a golf outing or tickets go on sale. Uh, yeah, so I had I had two thoughts about this because I looked at this question and well. thought deeply about it. <laughs> it will either be I you would think deeply about it. It will either be the golf outing because if you go back and look, um, Kale has frequently been like. There, he has he has in his past tweeted multiple times like yeah we did it again champs of you know Nittany Lion golf club batting, or it will be um it well I guess there's two categories here but it will be something contentious like for example the last one was the the Sanderson steal right where he went back and showed each time he had done this move or or the uh the the napkin when he's like oh this doesn't make sense these uh these matches don't match up based on how we did it. so it'll be something to needle people it'll be something to 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 be prickly because i think that I, I think that's what kale likes doing with social media is like uh kale's kinda, likes, kind of I, I encourage you to look at his likes okay so his last like was june 27th 2018 you're wild it was an iowa wrestling fan thing at Zach Glazier, another freaking stud to add to the list. I wonder if at Kale Sanderson is getting as nervous as I am excited. So Kale threw that one a like. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, <laughs> June 24th, 2018, our guy Andrew Spey tweets, Hell yeah, so pumped about this. So glad you could all share in enjoying this great news. And it's a picture of his rebooked flight to somewhere, to New- to Atlanta. I have no idea why he would like that tweet, but that's what he, he uh, yeah, liked that I one. I pointed out to Spay a couple months ago. I was like, of the last there's, five likes, <laughs> you are one of them. There's four likes to this tweet. It's of Spay rebooking his flight. And Kale's like, that's funny. <laughs> the, he's He is uh, the word enigma. Enigmatic, yeah. Yeah. So who knows what his next but, tweet but yeah, will I be. Think, I think it'll be something to needle someone is where I go. His last I, one was to. I'll read his last tweet. David Taylor, world champion. That was it. Okay. So if Zane wins worlds, 
I'm thinking Zane Rutherford, world champion. Fair, fair, yes. If Zane wins worlds, that'll be the next one. Okay. So that's KL Twitter. I, I won – I forget when it was. I went on like a Kale Sanderson Twitter deep dive. It was a couple of years ago. I was still in Virginia. His, he used to be so f- hilarious on he Twitter. He used to be much more active. He used to yeah. like – he would like make fun of um, – I think it was Adam Lynch. <laughs> he drove, drove a Prius. He would just make fun of it all the time, uh, make fun of Jake Varner being bad at Settlers of Catan. He was funny, but nah, he just – he doesn't do it anymore. It's unfortunate. Dust it off, Kale. We could use more of your Twitter content. Okay, next question. It's a very Penn State-heavy show. Um, let's get another bizarrely specific Nomad prediction. This time, what happens if Fix and Michich hit at Worlds? Then Willie chimed in here. He said, part two, building on oldest and greatest question, what will the score and time on the clock be when there's a challenge? So if you don't know this segment, sometimes Nomad breaks down matches as he sees they will go with Im- impeccable detail. Not impeccable. With Though Some of them have been. <laughs> Very accurate. Um, he, Snyder said July have basically nailed. He he got that one. Um, so give us fix Michich because I am super curious about this one. Uh, I don't have it. I it, it is not something that can be done on call. It's something that I have to prepare for. Okay, so oldest and greatest, right. you have to give him at least one week's notice. Like like it comes off extemporaneously, but it is because it's something that I have. Thought deeply. Been doing, you know, like watching film for a week or two. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It, well, if you can't have that prediction, how about can you predict this? Here's another question asking for Nomad to predict. Uh, by Nomad's apology pillow, my brother, also a pillow, is getting married the weekend of Senior Worlds since Nomad helped everybody out with their schedule for Dake Ringer Final X. Could you help me plan my weekend around the rehearsal dinner? And wedding. Nomad, we know you know the schedule of Senior uh, Worlds. What should we do? Well, I need, first of all, I need a time, time zone. zone. I need a time, time zone. zone. Very incomplete question, Apology Pillow. And then uh, also, are you in the wedding? I'm going to assume you are since your brother. Or are you just uh, in attendance? <laughs> because that changes a whole lot of stuff. The whole thing. If you're just in attendance, dude, you can phone right here down, you know, in the in the pews, no problem. Can't be doing that while you're up on stage. So, hey, is, Ka- more is Kyle Brackey yelling at people on Facebook? Are you setting? Is there? Are you waging war? Um, I just shunned somebody. Um, I love it. I told you will not believe how many people spell Yanni's name wrong, and it pisses me off. <laughs> it's very easy to spell, and it just pisses me off. What? So I said. Everyone spell it with me. It's Yanni. And then I said, if you spell it wrong, you will be shunned. And then Sid Mason spelled it wrong. Wow. He shunned him. He's not do you shunned. Think, do you think Sorry, Sid Mason Sid. did it on purpose? Uh, No, he didn't. Because he, he didn't look like a troll. But And it was way after I said, like, spell it wrong, and you're shunned. Yeah. Come on, so- Sid Mason. Sorry, Sid. You're, uh, you're shunned. Those are the rules. Uh, yeah, why, why can't people spell Zane right? Shots fired at Cliff Fretwell. He still Z A N E. The guy won two Hodges, three undefeated titles. It's a four-letter name. Mike Mouse spelled it wrong a couple times on the site too. Oh, don't tell, don't tell me <laughs> I, that. We fixed don't it. Don't tell we, me that. I'm getting indigestion. It's Zane. All right. Uh, okay, sorry. That was spelling corner. A new one-time segment. There's a lot of ways to spell Zane too. 
We got Rutherford, nope. Richards, uh, that guy Zane Malik from um, One Direction. He spells with a Y. What? Oh, wow. It's all different. You know yeah, the bandmates of One Direction. One Direction. Wow. This is Zane Malik. He spells with a Y. Yeah, we get that you know how to spell his name. <laughs> it's the fact that you oh know my God. One Direction. Yeah, One Direction was a very popular band. Harry Styles had awesome hair. Like, get over He knows it. two of them. He knows you two? Know two? Yeah, two. Yeah, 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 I do know two of them. Okay, name I do all. know two name of them. I don't know the rest of them. Those are the only two I know. Name all of One Direction right How many now? are there? I don't think, there's a, I don't think there's a drummer. There's more than one. All right. I think there's five. Wow. I hope there are. So, well, so then why there was like the kind of chunky one. We <laughs> look out of place. <laughs> right, guy with great tall blonde hair. It's Harry Styles, Niall Horan, Liam Payne, Lewis Tomlinson, and Zayn Malik. Are they British? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like it an sounds Irish chick. Like yeah, they sound like some Brits. Okay. Uh, Patty Gallagher and Keegan O'Toole. That makes a great band. <laughs> oh my. Okay. What's up with Nashon? Haven't seen him in a while due to injury. Does he have a realistic chance at an Olympic team spot? So I can't stop thinking about 57 kilograms Olympic trials. It's all it's all I can think about. It is the most interesting weight. I know 74 is going to be fire. I know Dake, uh, or Taylor versus Jaden is probably going to happen at 86. But I can't stop thinking about Dayton, Spencer, Nashon, Suriano, Seth Gross, Tyler Graff, Joe Colon. I probably forgot a huge name in there. Uh, it's going to be crazy. I think Nation, yes, absolutely crazy. has a shot, but I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like with Jo. They they can do it 100. They've got the goods to do it. But just seeing them see go the whole the way through, I guess Nashawn's done that. Yeah, I don't like sixty uh, ones coming down on same, you like forty like eights coming up same day weigh in. Um, I know Dan Dickie Dennis Anthony, did it in 2016, but that was day before weigh-in. And I think Dan Dennis is also smaller than Nishan. I think Nishan's a 57, man. He was a 25 three years of college. Um, I think he can think do he, it. I think he's, he was. He's big. He's bigger now. He's not taller. He's, he's big. big. His biceps are enormous, but those can be shrunk. Nomads, You should have seen just, Nomad's just, arms when he started working here. I've gotten a lot smaller. Out of the air. Speaking of um, looking at people and judging their size, um, like half the Penn State wrestling team was there, and Anthony mm-hmm. Kassar looked big. Anthony Kassar, he is special. He is so special. Those he were came some... in looking. He was wearing looking like a my pro wrestler, yoga pants. but like. He, Anthony Kassar came in. His pants were so tight. <laughs> like, to the point where I was sitting next to Christian, and Christian was like, elbow? He was like, check him out. <laughs> and, like, he didn't, he didn't say check him out, but he was like, get a load of this, you know? I, I wonder and, uh, if, like, when they walked around, out of the house. He was wearing tight joggers, right? Like, tight jogger pants. I, maybe, like, Vans or something. Just a white... You know what they call them, but you're not supposed to say it anymore. Yeah. Tank top. Hair slicked over. Toothpick. <laughs> I wonder if, like, uh, whoever he he's lives with, Bo or whatever, like, uh, he's like, all right, man, like, uh, we're about to leave. What, what are you wearing? He's like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm dressed. This is me. This is this what I'm wearing. Tony C. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's great. Oh, okay. So, but it's not that's not the one I wanted to say. 
Oh. Um, but I had to drop the the Kassar thing, because um, it was priceless. But Carter Staraki looked incredibly smaller to me than 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 Mark Hall. Hmm. I'm like, uh, man, I can't wait to see Carter Staraki and how well he does. He's like one. You know, we think by the time the kids hit college, we think we have everybody figured out and like. You know what they're going to be. Carter Starocky is an interesting one to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next. Next question. How much did the kale factor play into Zane versus Yanni outcome? Penn State is great at game planning around one guy. Zane got it done, but Yanni took both in turning matchups. That is notable. Um, I do think. Yeah, I mean, I give credit to this the staff in general. I, I certainly think that Cody Sanderson probably had a large hand in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I think coaching does play a, a huge factor in this. I think I think Zane's a smart wrestler, but I think when you have those minds putting you through the the thing, I think we've seen over time they know how to beat they know how to game plan guys. I mean, look look at Imar for Vincenzo. Look at Gabe Dean for for Bo, like those were the guys they knew they had to beat, and they beat them when they needed to beat them. So yeah, I I give Penn State tremendous amount of of credit there. I mean that that it's like just simple stuff. Circle left, pick that back right leg up. Don't let Yanni get that inside reach. Like they yeah. identified it, game plan for it. Zane executed. That's how it goes. Yeah. Considering the success of the 2017 freestyle team and the strength of this year's team, would it be a disappointment if the U.S. didn't bring home a team title? No. Uh, well, I, I would feel disappointment if they didn't win, as I will probably feel every year, because I do not want to lose to anyone, because I love America. But I won't look at this like – it's not like the dream team losing the Olympic. It's – man – we don't have David Taylor. He won Worlds last year. That is going to really, really, really hurt. We're not going to win 86. Um, so I think it's so. No, I won't be disappointed. I'll be disappointed if we don't get. Shoot, how many medals? What? What? Let, that's what maybe we should say. How many golds and how many total medals should we say? Ooh. Ben Askren. If we had ben less Askren than six, we did five point five. Over if, under. if we had five or less, I think I would be disappointed. I would think, man, we probably left some out there. Because I can't, I can't. Is it that high? Z- mm. Nomad's doing some serious thing. I mean, we should medal at 74, 79, 92, 97, heavy. Like, all but, not guaranteed, but those are, I would say, extremely high probability. Now we just need. A combination of Dayton, Graf, Zane, James, and Downey to get one. The thing that I can't stress enough is year before Olympics, those Olympic weights are going – they're just going to be tougher Mm -hmm. just simply because of the way teams will distribute their resources, right, and their time and energy and focus. And some teams – like Cuba probably won't send a non-Olympic weight. Like, there's a strong possibility YBR doesn't even go to defend his title because they're they're all focused on qualifying for the Olympics. Um, and because of that, 
Dayton and Zane are going to be an absolutely absurd weight. And it has a lot... Anything about them not meddling is not so much about their talent level, which I think is incredible. It's they have to yeah. go through some axe murderers to meddle. I don't think they have to meddle for us to get six, though. And I'm true. Well, that's my fake. Number. To my next point. Okay. The sixty-one seventy. I mean, seventy-nine ninety-two. We feel very confident we have the world champ. Yep. Sixty-one seventy. The way draws fall. I mean, yeah, we could. We like could the final. Yeah, we could medal. We could be in the finals. Um, but even even there, you could you know they could medal without even having to really wrestle anyone of consequence because things just might fall goofily, right? Right. So, Goofy. yeah, I guess the number is if it's less than five. Yeah, we had a bad tournament. Five five is bad. I'm saying five. I that's the first. That's the biggest number. I will feel disappointment. That will mean. Some so if we get four, you'll feel disappointment, right? And yeah, five, four. What I'm if we get? It. What if? What if we get five, but one wasn't the f- one of the five you earmarked? Would you then feel? Then I'd be disappointed that one that I earmarked didn't place. <laughs> so, but you would, but you would, you would feel joy that one that you didn't did. So you sure, would be I will, I will experience a myriad of emotions, <laughs> yeah. Willie. It's yeah. like a ballet. It's a ballet of emotion. All right. Let's get out of here. The tacos 5. are getting chilly. That's the number. Probably not even any more steak and egg ones. There will be, because they like the avocado. I want the auto with the avocado and the black bean and no cheese. Yo, that's on- good, though. No, it's not. 50 yes, minutes from now. I need meat. Watch me and William Spay on who's on the show. Yeah. And if you don't, we're going to know, and we're going to come to your house, we're going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> we have tracking oh, devices. Wow. He's not going to, guys, he's not going to do that. No, he's doing it. But he has to now. Wow. Hey, Bracky, you should not watch and see what happens. <laughs> see, I want Nomad and Bracky to fight. Yeah. I'm watching. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that problem. So I encourage you to watch, too, or Nomad <laughs> is going to be violent against you. And he has the tracking software to know. We know. He did or didn't. We know. I don't know how he knows. I don't know how to know, but he knows. And that's all that matters at this point. He's the Let's violent not tell one. Congress about it. Don't tell Congress. Can you imagine Nomad testifying for Congress like Zuckerberg? All right. We'll be back tomorrow. How about that? What a, what a oh, week. Yeah. We had to get this uh, special edition emergency off. And now we'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. Thanks a lot.